Welcome back to Cargumentative. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times. And as usual, I'm joined by... No, not Mark Paluta, because he's out drinking with his good lady. Um, carry, Is he? Carrying on. Yeah, we just got a picture. It looked like they they really are carrying on. So, yeah. So who are you? It's Mike Salomon. Oh! We didn't know. I'm Nadav. Hello. Hi, Nadav. Hi, Good to have you back, Mike. It's been a while. Well, I was here last week. Were you? Sure, we were, were all you? here last week. What? We, we had a go at you for for your, your. Oh yes, your, that's right. Your that's true. terrible commercial choice. It it got um, it I, got it's I gone now. One this morning. What's that? Another one. Yeah. Um. So Thomas last week wanted to buy a press. Yeah. And we said that, that there's got to be something better out there. Mm. Over the course of the week, what did we throw out? Well, at 200 k's a month that he drives an Uber. Yeah. No, I'm not doing Yeah, that. but he wants to drive something. He wants to have ownership of something. No, he doesn't. He's getting a Do Prius. He doesn't want to drive anything. No, we, we, oh, we're offering it to... Anyway, this morning I mm. saw a cactus. Yeah, I actually like the cactus. They're cool. How they're much nice. can it possibly be? I think they're about 150 for the turbo model. Fantastic. Yeah. Will it hold all your shit? Probably will, yeah. Okay. But have you bought the flipping Prius yet? No. So what happened was the trade-in price changed. Mm. Really? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. So from 70, they went down to 50. What? Really, eh? yeah? How did they do that? And then, I don't know. And then all bets were off. So no Prius. Dude, did they pull that like Richard Rawlings? Yeah. So how much is that $30,000 car? Exactly. So now my material's gone in because it had an altitude compensation problem. <laughs> and uh, it, yeah. t- it turned out not to be the same. I've, I've heard that about you as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turned out to be... A <laughs> It turned out to be a, a fuel delivery problem. It's not getting enough fuel. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that gets uh, amplified when you go down to the coast because obviously there's more air and more oxygen. So it just doesn't get enough. So you basically like getting a new car now without having to spend any money. Pretty oh. much. It's been at Steve's Auto Clinic for the last two days. They know their stuff, huh? Well, apparently. Well, what's, cool. the, what's the fuel delivery problem? Blocked filter, old injectors? They, today they were dropping the, um, the fuel tank to get the fuel pump out and check it. Okay. So I think it could be a fuel pump issue. So you think enough. you could fall in love with that car again? Well, I have no choice, really. Why? But, I mean, it's a, it's a cool car. I mean, it I, is, I, I yeah. Think, I, I, last week, I, was, I kept saying, I cannot believe I'm defending the material, but it is cool. Yeah, it does, it does the job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Been, it's been dependable. It's a good little car. I ah, so you spend, like spend a little bit of no. money, put some ears on it, a little furry nose I on the front. I don't not like it. Yeah. You sat in the back of it. I did. It's got great, great legroom. Incredible legroom. Like a 5 Series. Like I think that maybe you know it's you've had your fun and it's uh, mm. it's time to move on to something a little bit more middle-aged, flexible, middle-aged. To, to any of our uh, <laughs> new listeners, anyone who hasn't listened uh, to any of the early stuff, there was actually I think it was our favorite, was my favorite uh, episode oh. when uh, Tom and I swapped swapped cars for for a few days yeah. uh, where I, you gave me the material and I and I gave you the Diablo. That's right, yeah. We yeah. used it on a photo shoot. And it was a uh, it was one of the more entertaining uh, episodes that we had. It's a quirky it's a quirky thing. We are doing news. Ah, so that's what's been happening in the world. So so um, you know, we've had people contacting and writing in and tweeting and stuff. Thousands and of them. Thousands of them. Last week we 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 chatted about the most hijacked cars in SA. So people were asking what are the, the least hijacked cars in SA. Mm. So, Chrysler, three, Volvo, five. That's good to know for Vic. 
Jaguar, 8. GWM and Porsche tied at 9. And Dodge at 12. How many many alphas? Uh, Alpha weren't in the listing, so uh, presumably zero. So hold on, what what are the number of vehicles? Yeah, hijacked. Yeah, in in a year. So it was, um, I think it was Feb 2018 till March 2019. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, that's useful. You know, it is. To say, but that's useful. It really is. But I, I, I'm using this to my mm. to my benefit. Uh, my my significant other yeah. on Sunday, I, there was a, an Alpha QV that drove past, and I said, mm. "Did you know that that's the, the least hijacked car in the country?" It's good going. And I'm going to be building up a narrative over the next six months. Mm. Don't you think that car is really nice? Well, you must get the specs. You must get the the the, the 2019 crime stats. Oh, they they didn't make the list. Yeah, so exactly. I, I'm actually test driving that car on Monday. Which I'm one? quite excited. Alpha QV. Are you excited? Julia, Julia QV. Are you? I actually am very excited. You should be. Tim Henman excited. Tim Henman. Well, I can't say until it actually until it takes place. <laughs> but w- what I can say is that I did drive the um, uh, <laughs> that I did drive the uh, the Kia Stinger, and um, it it is impossibly well made. I mean, it really is a quality piece of kit. It's like all modern like cars. It really is. She left me completely cold. It really mm. did. I mean, it, it was quick. It just didn't feel like it didn't feel meaty, didn't even feel though it meaty. was quick. It just didn't feel like it had any any soul to it. Like when you put your hand over a hamburger exactly. and you squeeze it, you can feel. Was that a pun? Well, sort of. Um, but I'll tell you. So I was, I was looking at the pricing. So they seem to be around eight hundred thousand rand, and the Alpha QV. Yeah. They're hovering around the nine hundred mark for couple of thousand k's on the car yeah. clock car and i'm going to go and see what the, what the that looks like because i've got a feeling that those things are going to depreciate by a couple hundred thousand rand oh, by the m- in the next year and once they're under 800 pounds but i think we're going to talk a little bit later about when is the best time to pounce yeah. when oh, is the best time is that the plan pouncing mm. on pouncing through the news mm. uh volkswagen they've released the new t-cross oh. in sa yeah, I saw that. I glossed over it. What do you think about that? Based I don't think much. Based on a Polo. Yeah. Slots in just under the Tiguan. Yawn. Starting at 334. And they bring out a, like a... 334 grand. No, but everything like a tall expensive. Polo. What? But there's why? a cheaper one coming out next year. No, but I mean... Wh- I mean under 300,000. Well, why, why would you... No, I'm being, I'm being serious now. Why would you actually have the, the, the argument of like, why that? I mean, essentially, it's the way cars have gone. SUVs... Yeah. All over the place. So they're trying to make a, a Polo into an SUV. Is this a, so hold on. I, I, am I right in saying yeah. that it's like an e, a Ford Eco, Eco? No, it's more premium than that. Mm, size, 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 wise, yeah. spirit wise. Yeah. It's a tall version of the Eco Sport. The Eco Sport is a Fiesta. Yeah. Tall Fiesta. Pretty much like so that. So this is a tall Polo. Yeah. So to me, they compete in my head. Mm. And. I think the EcoSport's the worst car ever. Is it possible? Yeah, I don't like Why? the EcoSport. It's, it's just it looks nice. like it's it's standing on casters. Yeah, it's just the worst thing in the world. Funny. So why uh, do you need a... But the T-Cross looks quite good for Why would you is? not I just mean, buy a Polo? Why would you not... I don't know. No, the thing is that, that this is the whole thing. I mean, I'm just talking about the QV now, and I'm probably going to get a little bit obsessed by it. Mm. <laughs> like, why would you so. get the Julia over the, um, over the, the, the Stelvio? It's because... I actually, I, I don't get excited by SUVs. I, like the thought of a fast SUV, and no offense, because I know you've got an RSQ3, mm. but 
The thought of a fast SUV just doesn't really do it for me. As good as they are, probably. I just don't I mean, like look, the concept there you of go. There's a, there's a, I mean, it's not a bad looking. No, it's not bad. It looks quite no, nice. It looks the proportions cool. It actually nice. looks better it looks, than a Polo. Yeah, it looks a lot better than the Polo. The new Polo is not a great looking thing at all. No, it's so not. The the previous one was better looking, I think. Okay. But I like cars that have, that have been raised up. I like the four. Like, I mean, there's that Bentley in... in but uh, you just said you didn't. No, I'm saying I like cars that have been raised up. I don't like the, I don't like SUVs. Like a 911 Safari. Like Safari. I was about to get That's to that. That's cool. That's exactly it. So yeah. I like that Continental yeah. GT. That's... There's a, there's a party. hurricane yes. or a Gallardo. Yeah, that's yeah. like cool. It's also been raised. Like raised up, yeah. But I don't, I don't particularly like the idea of, I don't know why, but SUVs just seem bulky to me. Like, I don't like a Cayenne. I mean, it's a good car, but I don't like it. Do you like an Evoque? Mm, no. No. <laughs> oh. But I'm subjected to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Porsche is working on, apparently, a car that will be the fastest supercar, most powerful supercar in the world. Really? Yeah. I lost this. Um, this was this came after a think tank session at, at Frankfurt. They're working on something might resemble nine one seven concept. Oh, okay. And it's going after the Valkyrie at all. Well hopefully so we get to see it going properly after the Valkyrie mm. at Lamar twenty twenty one. Well that's probably why they're building it, you see. Yeah, sure. I suppose it's amazing. to be expected if you think yeah. about it. They're due for the next hypercar. Yeah, because we had the nine eighteen is yeah. yeah. No, so but with a hypercar class coming <coughs> they're going to be building it not only yeah. for bragging so it rights, it's actually going to be to Lamar. race, which is, it's going back to like the 70s. Incredible. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. the, uh, it seems like there's a little bit of a, an electric walk taking place now. So um, uh, Tesla has been spotted testing a Model Model S, um, and it did 7, what is it, 724? 724 unofficially. 724 unofficially. And uh, they've named, this car apparently has a, a, a mode that is one more than ludicrous mode annihilation mode no it's called plaid mode and yeah. actually i i found out today like where, where they exactly but i find out where all these names come from i don't know if if you if you guys have ever seen a movie called Spaceballs. yeah sure and uh yeah it had uh, insane mode ludicrous mode and plaid mode okay and yeah. that's, where that, that's where that i don't remember that yeah they've obviously time to watch it again i was Absolutely. very young yeah yeah so okay. I, I think that now they know that Porsche is coming with the Taycan. They're going to start looking at some lap times. But it's just unbelievable that we're talking about... Four, I mean, they're saying that this, this Model S is the fastest four-door around the ring. Now, that's, that's in some serious company. Someone, I can't remember. I was reading just earlier today, and I can't remember in what context or where, but someone was saying, well, surely all electric cars should be little efficient city cars. Yeah. Who wants a really, really fast electric car? What's the point? Everyone wants to be... No, I think Why everyone wants to Why can't we just continue having internal combustion for the fast ones and gladly accept little electric cars for inside the city. I still th- I think they're a great idea. So who, who cares? In the end, why do we need something like a Taycan or a no, I think Tesla Model S in Because they always mode. say that racing, racing improves the breed. And ultimately, oh, okay. it's going to be around how fast you can... The faster that goes, the more it's going to dynamically improve all the other cars. But, uh, I mean, at some point in time, we're going to have to probably bite the bullet. And get a small. Get a, well, let's see. They're saying that this. Uh, I mean, Elon Musk, who's not known to be uh, a shrinking violet, to mince uh, his words, mm. but he's saying that this uh, this roadster or this um, yeah, coupe is going to be the, it's gonna be the fastest thing of all around the Nurburgring. Well, I don't know. You know, I think maybe should we apply to to ask Tisa Blackstar if they'll maybe sponsor a little electric electric city car for us? You know, so we can take the plunge. 
report back to our listeners and tell them what it's like. We've got know? a charging station downstairs. Do you? Really? Yeah, no, we well, do. That's, Apparently that's we're getting an iPace for a month. The only thing is, yeah. really, the thing is they'll have to pay for the electricity, presumably, or they'll be able to plug it in and charge it. I think we're getting a card. So when we, because it's, it's one of those swipe assistants. Okay. So I think when the car comes, Jaguar give us a card. Well, all, all those incentives overseas, they, at one point in time, it was like big tax breaks to go and buy Teslas and things like that. And they've been systematically removed now. Um, oh. yeah, I read about it in, in one of the Scandinavian as countries. As it becomes yeah, as exactly. mainstream, they remove yeah. the incentive. Let's start taxing. And yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, we're losing too much. Um, yeah. Mazda. Mm-hmm. It's quite cool. Mazda has filed a chassis design patent for what is most likely a successor to the RX-8. The patent details a unique space frame style structure with double wishbone front suspension and a prominent cross member, which suggests it may be a front mid engine layout. True. But space frame, when last did cars use space frames? I mean, I know. I mean, cars have been monocoques for ages. Maybe they know something. Hmm? Aluminium space frame, yeah, sure. Just a different way of saying monocoque. Not really. I mean, Mm -hmm. like a space frame surely is like a whole lot of series of tubes, isn't it? But the aluminium is a series of aluminium paddles, panels that are welded together or glued together. Mm, okay. Know? So in the end, it's kind of like a space frame, but it, it becomes as strong as a monocoque. I think okay. RX-9. 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 Huh? Rotary, do you think they'll, they'll stick with the wankle? Uh, apparently... Did you say large cross member? Just checking. A large cross member. You did member. say a lot, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Did you like my Instagram th- uh, thing that I sent to you, the Tamiya 787B? I did. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. very cool. Would have been nice if you commented. Oh, too busy we're too, too busy. busy there's so much Instagram stuff so social much media Instagram. we all in so many groups you Levels. know it's hard it's, it's hard, hard to hard. keep up yeah yes. exactly yeah. keep your social media persona um, that's it for news except there's My one news. thing Mike you've got Formula 1 experience mm, I do um, Robert Kibitza is leaving Williams at the end of the year so there's a seat going maybe you want to give Claire a call and say listen can I come try out Listen, I tried that a couple of years back. Yeah. It didn't work. But now that uh, that Robert's going, yeah. you never know. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, well, listen, it's the Singapore Grand Prix this weekend. Hopefully Ferrari can shape again. The actual, the Monza Grand Prix, the last one, was mm. absolutely spectacular. They, I think the uh, the stewards realized that it was going to be life-threatening if they, uh, yeah, if they penalized uh, the Ferrari. But it was just a, it was a phenomenal race. To be honest, I thought Leclerc was very aggressive. But I don't think he pushed the, the the boundaries. I think he. I think it was a great race. Mm. Nice to see Ferrari win it at uh, at, at Monza. Monza. Yeah, for a long. It's been a while. Cool. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back shortly. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. You can find us on the Sebenza Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, I don't know about you, but there, there, are certain, there are certain sort of crazes in the automotive world which I just don't get. I don't understand. Um, 
and I'll give you an example of this. I was I was walking through the office car park actually a couple of days ago, and I happened to go past the ramp, you know, on my way to the elevator, and I saw a man driving down the ramp in a car that had been lowered, uh, probably about I mean I doubt I could put my thumb between the chassis and the ground. It it, it was that low, and I watched as he as he scraped his way down this ramp like the car almost got stuck it, it, it just and I thought to myself why would you want to make your car like this because it, it's it's completely useless I mean can you so it's speed like, bumps so, so, ramps? Imme- so, so immediately I mean let's be clear in, yeah. in this in this segment <laughs> there's a, a, a distinct chance that we're going to come across old um, I mean, so okay. or logical? No, no, <laughs> no, or no. Logical. I mean, like because I mean, first of all, you got to get the the, the 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 lingo right on that. I mean, yeah. that car is not lowered; it's stanced. Is it? And and I'm saying this as a person who has a stanced bus. Yeah, but it also had tiny wheels on it. It okay. had like 14-inch wheels. No, you're going to have to deal with each thing on its uh, own. You it's can't deal with it. I mean, the, it comes together as a package, but I don't think that it's it can each thing... Uh, you can just talk about it uh, in, in one breath. But, I mean, I understand that, you know, it's a certain look, and maybe that's that's cool if, it's, if, if you're gazing at your car parked in a car park where it's not moving and have to navigate over things. But that just makes the car like undrivable. Undrivable. So I think I think it's ridiculous. There, so let's talk about there, there's probably there's undrivable, there's unusable. Well, that takes no, both boxes. No, and then there's also unsafe, because what you just mentioned in terms of the deep dish. So there's a trend at the moment where mm. the guys are taking not even a very big room in terms of diameter, but very wide. Yeah. And they're actually having the rooms extended, so they'll send it to a a, a, a mag repair place. They add additional width to the room, and then mm-hmm. they don't fit <laughs> the right tire yeah. for that width. So, so, so like what happens is, out. yeah, it's stretched out, and actually the rim sits proud of the tire. The rim sits proud of the tire. Yeah, not the tire sits proud of the rim. No, 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 no. So the tire is too narrow for. Yeah, the rim. correct. So, so that's. It looks like this. It uh, looks like it's like it's a pyramid. Okay. They are that can't be safe, surely. No, no. So, so I mean I'm not sure how that tire doesn't leak air. It must do. Yeah. They must pump it up every couple of days. I mean that's a labor of love. It seems ridiculous. And it must be so hard. I don't I don't you, these are trends. I think <sighs> I, I don't you know trend this kind of modifying trend I, I look I'm I'm biased yeah I don't really like modifying things you like an OEM stock I'm, I'm kind of Leave kind of an OEM kind yeah. of guy although I know that I've broken my own rule because I've modified my my old 911 yeah but those are things that can be undone they can no, be no, reversed no, and no, it's not no, causing damage no, to the no car. it's not you, you, uh, it's, you, I don't think that's fair you can't apply Why? you can't apply that kind of rule just because it's you doing it no I, no, think, no, I think there's modifications no, there's modifications there's I mean, modifications you, there's you, modifications no but he's not making this car drivable these people are identifying with a group of people okay so I think what part of it is is wanting to belong is, is identifying with something identifying with a crowd identifying with a group of people and then trying to fit in with them. I guess it's not different to any other kind of clothing trend or haircut trend. In but you know, having an odd haircut, yeah, um, whilst impractical, doesn't probably impact you on a day-to-day basis, depending on how big your 
your mohawk is, I yeah. suppose. But um, or clothing, like say, 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 I wanted to go around town yeah. in one of those like netted, netted shirts. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get burnt. Right. Because my complexion is very fair. <laughs> so I'm actually making I'm making my life worse. Yes. And I look bad to other people. But you're following a trend. Best. But you're following a trend. You identify with a certain group of people. So, um, you, oh, that's rude, Mike. He's showing us a, a picture of a car De- that we know. Deep dish. Um, yeah. That has mags that are too wide for its tires. But yeah. um, so a, a similar trend. So I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic because there's a similar trend that came up on my radar this this week, mm. which is fitting other manufacturers. OE wheels to a different brand. So, for example, putting BMW wheels on an Audi. And my mind just boggles. Yeah. I just I don't entirely understand why you would even go to the effort of sourcing a different set of rims and then taking them to a shop and putting tires on them. And putting, I just well, no, no. Sometimes you actually have to even change the the PCD as well, which well, is the I which is the, uh, the the stud pattern. The stud. So I don't I don't entirely understand it now. So someone broke it down for me is is that the style of this rim that was made for another vehicle matches this other vehicle that you. What was it? Tell us the car. I'm not because it will give it away. But the point is that um, he's a good friend of mine, of ours and. Um, uh, is it Mark? It's, it's not Mark, but it, it's oh. it, the point is that the style of a rim. Okay, let's go start. I'm, 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 this is becoming complicated. But a rim is not made by the manufacturer. Very often, they're rim manufacturers. Um, I keep um, Enkai, BBS, Rays, uh, Rays. They make rims for manufacturers on order, and they they created with a styling team in conjunction with the manufacturer. So. I understand putting a different style rim on a car that was a, a rim that was designed for a different car. It might match the other car. The styles might match. Mm. I get that. But then why leave the OE um, manufacturer badge on? So why leave the BMW roundel on the wheel on a that you put on on the Audi? Ah. My mind happens? just boggles. Yes, because maybe and that's that is, on purpose. Because maybe that's for a different discussion that Audis and BMs and Mercs all the same car nowadays. Okay, maybe it's, it's ironic, trite, but okay. Is it is it a problem that I've got fuchs on my VW? No, I I, I think there's precedent for that. Yeah, historically, because I mean, even you if you look at the nine one four nine one four, which was technically like Volkswagen and Porsche, kind of sort of understand that. And and there is precedent for it in other ways. For example, putting um, Campagnolo replicas on a nine eleven. It was done in period. But they were luncher rooms, and it looks fantastic. So I get it. But, but you wouldn't put, you wouldn't leave the luncher badge no. on the rim and put it on your Porsche, would you? But let me ask you this. I just, so, might, so, I don't know. No, understand. no, no. I, I, I mean, so there, there are trends. On a there, but there are always fashion, fashion trends that happen. So at a point in time, like mm-hmm. it was a big fashion to have louvers on the back yeah, of the window yeah. and like those were like terrible they but protect like, your back seat but, they're, and you're but, they're actually, nice. but they're actually quite cool now I'm <laughs> saying like will yeah. we look back at a point in time and say shit man how cool is that Audi with BMW rims um, no I don't think no, no, no. But, any, but, uh, but anyway so, the, so my like, point was that you were really whatever the trend is, is you're, I think you're identifying with a crowd or you're trying to identify with a crowd um, 
I'm not sure I understand it. I'm not sure that I'm it. supposed to. I'm I mean, not sure that it's a problem that I understand it. People are going to do it anyway. I but mean, yeah. when it makes, when it, particularly like Mike said, when it makes your car either unusable, undrivable, or unsafe, which um, that car checked all three boxes. It was <laughs> it was unusable. Too low. It was too low. It couldn't get well, over. At least it wasn't unsafe because it couldn't it was go unsafe. fast. Because it couldn't go fast because it'll have fast. friction scraping along. Yeah, but can, <laughs> can I mean? Can you imagine seeing that thing? going down the golf course road clanging and banging and sparking and tram lining I'd love to see that thing spark it'd be like a Formula 1 car incredible there was I mean what what other trends can we think of the ones where we we had underlighting underlighting big sound systems I've never understood that because you can't hear what's going on around you I was actually thinking about it the other day so do you know that actually that's a whole other world they they used to have sound offs I don't know if they still have them those things were simply for SPF um, sound pressure. Yeah. So sorry, SP, SPF. S, uh, sound pressure, something. Correct. Anyway, but those things are literally. You, it's it's not even sound that comes. It's it's almost like like vibrations. It's like a weapon. Yeah. It's like a sound thing. <laughs> like you could park that and disperse a crowd because like your ears feel like they're going to implode. You're like, oh. I think sound is a, is a whole other kettle of fish. I mean, that's a different. It's just a ridiculous thing. I mean, I, I have a Roscoe, Rockford Foscat. <laughs> well, exactly. I was going to say, on the same bus that's wearing, that's been stanced and mm-hmm. who's wearing Fox, he's also got a Rockford Foscat sound system in. So, so Mike's guilty of all of this at the <laughs> same time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and funny enough, the bus, so whilst it actually corners quite flat, yeah. over bumps, it's useless because it keeps hitting the bump spot. Bump stops. <laughs> the bump stops. The bump stops. Oh, no. <laughs> the bumps <laughs> leave the seat when I hit the bump stops. Uh, is that when the fuel slushes out of the no, tank? No, 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 we fixed that. No, we fixed that. The alternator's broken now. Ah, okay. Well, one little bit at a time. And eventually... And it's dropping a lot of oil. But apart Not from important. that, it's amazing. But that's fine. Air-cooled cars are supposed they to... They always drop oil. No, no, it's a lot of oil. No, this is like... <laughs> this is like I'm... <laughs> I, could, I could donate a little bit this, of this to Saudi Arabia. Do you no, think that's how you, much. Oh, really? Do, yeah. you, do you think you're using the, the wrong grade of oil? Are using a synthetic? No, I think there's something that's got a hole in it. Okay. Yeah, it's a more simple explanation. Yeah, uh, didn't you have that engine redone recently? It's brand new. Yeah, it is. Um, Something's loose. <clears throat> so what are the? Tra- I mean, yeah. I mean, I so checked. What the, I checked what's the, the conclusion? Yeah. No, the conclusion I, is I just don't. I mean, I can I understand certain car trends and I can accept them. Is it a case of? But if it's too large, you're too old. I mean, it was, no. But it was, Mike said maybe we just don't understand. We've, we're over the hill. I just don't understand this because it's 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 unusable. It's making your car worse. It's terrible. It's damaging the car. Producer Page, do we sound old when we talk about this? Yeah, she doesn't care for cars. She doesn't. She Would doesn't. you be impressed if we had a stanced car that made sparks that went down the road? You know the ones that are like really low and slammed to the ground. Yeah, but like seriously low. Like on the ground, you know, that's when you couldn't even take no, it at forty. Like you, Paige, couldn't, Paige you couldn't. You couldn't do it. She likes to take a speed bump at forty. Produ- yeah. Producer Paige, yeah. she's pretty but sensible. <laughs> she's a millennial, but she understands. So, if she, you know, so then who, who, what is this? Who's this to impress? What is it for? Uh, what is the use it's of peacocking. it? Peacocking. Do you need to have a different car? It is your peacocking. Car can't no, it has to be peacocking. It's peacocking. It's that's peacock. what it is. But peacocking done badly. Right. I mean, there's some. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw. There's that Japanese craze where they extend the exhaust tailpipe. Yes, up. all the way up. All the way up. Outwards, uh, crazy. I mean, that's kind stuff. of. It's kind of cool. Okay, but that's it not kind your. It suits a certain car, but it's not making the car worse to drive. Uh, so, probably alters the sound. It increases the height of the car, so you can't drive under signs and in garages and things. But 
Yeah, but sometimes you've got to have some fun, though. Sometimes you've got to have some fun. That's fine, but I guarantee to you that the guy with a giant exhaust that faces the ceiling, that's not his daily. No. The dude in the garage that you saw downstairs is battling his car that you've been slammed 30 centimeters down, only at 28 centimeters to go. Um, He's battling that thing daily from wherever he's coming from. He really is. Thinking, I don't know, when is he going to accept the reality that he's he's messed up? Well, that's it. Okay. I don't so listen. What's the conclusion? No, the conclusion is I'm saying I'm saying uh, oh, like, like we are probably getting old. I, I'm I'm getting a little bit younger because I've now I've gone and broken all my rules. Oh, the cars are dead standard, and I've built a complete custom that sort of doesn't work. Mm. But yeah, I mean I'm saying whatever floats your boat. Okay, so okay. We're okay with it. And and you know if well, you're in four ways and the Bennett's like it, then do it, eh? <laughs> I'm all for it if it doesn't make a car worse. <laughs> then knock yourself out. Okay, that's cool. Couple of stickers. Couple of stickers okay. and a loud exhaust, like, okay. like what you've done to your tea. Okay. I think that's taste, tastefully done. It okay. can be reversed in a, a weekend. <laughs> it can be. You that's know. true. It was carefully, carefully coordinated. Uh, sure. Almost uh, curated. Curated. Sure, this was cool. Eh? We haven't done a rant for a while. No, yeah, I haven't. Uh, and there's much. There's much more. There's so many more examples of, of very odd. Uh, modifying, but anyway, maybe more for another day. It is, I'm and sure Mark would have something to say. Oh, yeah, yeah Mark yeah. would have, yeah. but uh, we found out where he is and he's gone to a cooking lesson. Oh, ah, nice with oh. all the celebrities, though. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, so was it the cooking or the celebrities? Yeah, both. Imagine if we were in these top 100 mates, eh? Sure, well, if only one day, pity, eh? we just yeah. slipped out of that top 100. Um, <laughs> all right, right. well, so while we try and up. slip back into the, the top 100, we're gonna take a quick break, we'll be back shortly. Mm. This aircon is racist. For the latest political news and in depth discussion and analysis on events making headlines in South Africa's socio political space. Join myself, Amil Amral, and my comrades from the Sunday Times Politics Desk for our Sunday Times Politics Weekly podcast. You can find new weekly episodes on the Times Live website every Wednesday. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Welcome back to Cargumentative. Guys, um, Porsche GT3, mm. big anniversary for it. It is, so it's going to be more Porsche talk, but I think it's worthwhile. It is. It's 20 years of the GT3 yeah. this year. What is that in like uh, anniversary terms? Gold, silver, <laughs> wood, emerald? Well, I don't know anymore. Well, well before no, we get onto it. There's I no mean, marriage yet. It's a birthday. Not to hijack True. this, but I think it's such a significant thing. The, the E, my favorite car of all. Of all time. Of all time. And it's my favorite of mine. And I swear it's absolutely privileged to to drive it. It turned 50. So, I mean. Congratulations. Is, thank you. 50 years old. 50 years That's old. That's incredible, actually. It I really mean, is. That car, it it really, feels really is. And it's, it's, such a, it's just such a pure car. And really, it's my favorite. So, yep. Happy birthday to the, the 911E. It's a 70 model year that was built and delivered in September 69. Okay. Mine's 40 next year in February. Do you know that? Uh, br- I'm going to have a big 40th birthday party. Absolutely. So, and my my 308 and uh, and um, and 930 will will both turn 40 in 2021. 
So okay. yeah, some Mine some only, big yeah. milestones that oh, are being. Uh, this is some big birthdays. Your yeah. your your S and your T should also be telling uh, turning fifty S is soon. Fifty this year. The T will be in uh, next year in twenty 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 one to seventy one model. Okay. Um, yeah, these are all. It's amazing. The fact is that these cars are going strong. Um, some of them feel tighter than others, yep. uh, but um, they're all still going strong, and the spares are there, and there's no reason for them to be honest. Other than legislative or hard to yeah, or being crashed into, or being crashed into, but there's no reason for them not to go another fifty years. Absolutely, I can't see why. and and yeah. you realise how how ahead of the the game they were, and Absolutely. that's why. So uh, when we're talking about the GT3, um, I mean, by all accounts, it's been it's been twenty years since twenty three. You know, it was twenty two years since I bought my first Porsche, um, and that when I bought it was like. 30 years old now if you think about the GT3 in the context that it's just turned 20 20. it's quite Mm. nuts actually Mm. to us Um, uh, for Porsche people GT3 is almost like a newish nameplate okay give us the give us the rundown how it came to be I was just going to ask Thomas to give us the rundown so so it came to be what's a GT3 in in the range of Porsches basically aren't they all the same no basically it's it's the hardcore hard edge track focused but always naturally aspirated always naturally aspirated and it basically carries on from the 2.7 RS in modern times so back in the day 2.7 RS was the hardcore uh, buy it drive it in the week race it at the track on the weekend it was a homologation special yeah so the GT3 is that it's in a similar vein where you can drive it every day if you wanted to some people do and if you want to go do track days or amateur motorsports couple of tweaks I mean I've seen standard GT3s uh, mix it up out on the track with race cars and you know Um, but technically the GT3 nameplate came about because of a a racing class so there was GT1 Mm. GT2 and GT3 well there's still GT3 Um, GT3 is the only one that actually survives um, so still today you get those GT3, uh, the GT3 class. There, funnily enough, the Porsche GT2, which only was named GT2 in the 996 shape, which is the water-cooled one, mm. the first-generation GT2, which is arguably the greatest Porsche of all time, arguably. Possibly. Yeah. Arguably. I'm not going to argue there. They didn't, they didn't make a lot of them. It was 450 horsepower, so fire-breathing animal. Yeah, it was actually technically called a GT, 911 GT. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough... The GT1 also said nine. It said GT on it. GT at the back, really. Yeah. Mm. Okay. The so, version. Yeah, the GT1 was a, was actually an intriguing car. Um, not to not to get too sidetracked by it. But no, it had, not at all. Because it's it a Segway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Segway. The GT1, which was the, it actually won Le Mans. It had the front end from a 993 and the back end of a 962, and they basically mated them together, in a. And created a, a beautiful a love child embrace. that 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 was a, a monster that won Le Mans. But the engine of the GT1, yeah. won Le Mans and that's why the, it's quite relevant. It was so that's so that's where it came from. So um, the block Porsche, of the GT1. Yeah. yeah. So Porsche in the so I was reading earlier this week the history of the GT3 and Porsche realized that there was potentially room for something at the top of the 996, 911 generation range. Um, something a little bit more hardcore, a little bit more focused. The problem was money. And so that they couldn't develop anything from scratch and they couldn't find an engine that was appropriate. And then somebody kind of twigged that there was an engine that was potentially appropriate, the Lamar winning engine from the GT1. So that was designed by Hans Metzger. Um, it's the famous Metzger engine in inverted commas that everyone talks about. Which they um, say has direct routes to the 964. Also. 
964 engine was, was very so instrumental in that. They took the GT1 Lamar winning engine, modified it for road use, and plugged it into the back of a 996 shell, and that's where the GT3 story started. Um, they initially envisaged the sale of a couple of hundred units, but it's they sold six or seven times that mm. easily. And everybody was... 1,800 of the first generation. So, the first so generation. that's the one that I've got. So it's a GT3 Mark I. That's right. So management was apparently completely floored by the response. And obviously there was a, a latent you know, need and want for something like this. And so the second generation, 996.2, was a much easier car to develop. Which you've sell. owned and Mark Paluta Mark has Paluta one, although it, yeah. it needs a bit of maintenance. But um, we've got... <laughs> um, the, the yeah, no, I think the interesting <laughs> thing with the uh, the GT3 is that it picked up um, in the model range where the RS was, but in a very very clever bit of marketing, they actually created a segment and then opened up a little bit of room to create an even more hard edged version called the RS. Mm. I mean, arguably, if you went and back to even the 911 2.7. The 2.7 RS, and you looked at the 964 and 993 RSs, they all came in touring and club sport versions. So the club sport versions had roll cages and fire um, extinguishers, fire extinguishers and stuff like that. And um, the RS, which returned with the 996 Mark II, um, as a, as a, they actually in the Mark I, remember they had something that was probably as good. It was an RS in all but name. It was a GT3 club sport. So it had a cage, it had a fire extinguisher, it had the buckets with the with the five point harnesses and all kinds of things like that. Um, now Dav and I both have GT3s and they're they're similar in that they are they're actually quite quite unique. They're not a lot in the spec that we've got. Um, you said there are only two in the country in your spec, and that's the, that's got a road road seats as opposed to the hard-edged buckets. Those are the ones to have. In my opinion, they seats, are. Because they're getting old. I drove mine today. In fact, I had to do I do, do a lot of commuting today. I had to go and buy burry rolls for the rugby. So you took yes. a, a comfortable daily driver. I yeah. did. I did. I took a six Mark one GT3. And I, and I drove the wheels off it the mm. whole day. And cool. I really, really enjoyed it. I've got it here tonight. And I shall be driving home spiritedly. I'm envious of you. I'm envious of you. Right. You're driving, a, you're driving a 2.4 E. Yes. I've got oh, you're on the E. I yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm in the SC. Oh, look at that. It's yeah. a short evening. But the GT3 really has evolved. Um, and if you look at it today, the GT3 RS is, it's funny actually, because the GT, GT2 RS, in terms of performance, the GT3 RS is not far behind. And it's just so much more accessible. Mm. It's easy to live. With. Well, I mean, the GT2 RS isn't. It's, it's just insane. insane. It's I just. Mean, it's probably just that I've, that step too far. I've driven them both back to back, um, and to me, I, I'd always choose the GT3. I mean, the GT3 is one of those cars that that still genuinely excites me when I drive it, and I look forward to it. And I wake up in the morning, I think, oh, today I'm going to go drive GT3 RS or GT3 because they just sound epic. They are so sharp and focused, yet they still have that usability that Porsche manages to get so right. If you wanted to go on a long tour, you could do it. It's going to be a little bit firmer than a normal Carrera, but you can still, it, you know, it still has that potential to do it. And if you take them on onto a track, they're just, I mean, amazing. So I, I was saying that uh, before I'd, I'd said that the my friend's um, amethyst. A 964 RS was the best car I'd ever driven. I, I genuinely think, and I said it to you at the time, that Nadav's GT3 is the best car I've ever driven. Which one? Um, 
the, the, the current one. Sure. And hmm. the reason when I say that, no, I mean, I'm certainly not the, not the bear on the but I'm, I, I just in, in terms of the reason I say this is that, you know, I, I, I love the, the 997 GT3 uh, RS and mm. particularly if it's black with orange wheels or orange mm. with black wheels. I mean, that to me is just it's so evocative. Mm. But the fact that your car has that Jekyll and Hyde, first of all, I mean, it's, it's mad fast. But it's it also fast. has the ability to be a tourer if you want it to be. It's got cruise control. It's got comfort seats. You can plug a baby into the front. Yes, you can. Can you? Which, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah of course. Got yeah, ice yeah, yeah, ice effects. It's got, it's got ice effects. must we say this? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But funny enough, uh, also on Saturday, I'm going to be using the GT3. Oh, only a pleasure. Thank you for letting me drive it. Yeah. On Saturday, I will be... Uh, visiting no, that, well, yes, and hopefully we win. Uh, we are going to roll kosher berry rolls, <laughs> but I'm I'm actually taking someone to the matric dance in Kempton Park. Are you on yeah. uh, on page on uh, on Saturday evening? Did you sign up for that? That's cool. <laughs> no, so it's it's a friend of mine, and he's asked that I take his son. But the funniest thing is, I said, "What would you like me to to bring?" Um, and he said it's the GT3. I said, like, you do realize like it has no back seats. Like your date is she going to go in another car? He said, no, no, she's coming in the GT3. So I will take some photos. And it will be <laughs> yeah, interesting. Awesome. Yeah. So big poofy dress, presumably that's going to be. Sitting. It's going to be Just hilarious. The last, uh, the no I actually she doesn't know this yet, presumably. She'll <laughs> find out very reminds soon. Reminds me of when I used the 308 as a wedding car for a friend of mine's sister. It was so much glitter. In the car, <laughs> like honestly, I, I had to get home and uh, explain that I hadn't been to a strip club <laughs> again. Again, again, yeah, and, uh, oh, especially since Tom put a sticker on the back that says, uh, "What is it? Angie's G Spot." Been Angie's there, G Spot. Been yeah. there, found it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and the sticker's still on the car. Switch that car to a T. I apologise for you guys. Yeah. So, so, so wait, we got sidetracked. We were talking about GT3s. GT3, so yeah. In I think so. In summary, twenty years of GT3. I think from a just a toe in the water, you know, from for the 996 for the first water-cooled performance edge, they sort of thought they'll see how it goes. Um, and I think it's been, relatively speaking, a runaway success. It's been mm. exceptionally good as an homologation tool for the oh, racing I, I, program. I think, I stand um, to correction, it might be the most victorious Porsche of all time. I could... I can totally understand that. I mean, a, a I stand to correction, but I think it is. I think it's got more wins under its belt than any other Porsche that's ever been created. Uh, over the few generations of 20 years, it must well, be true. I mean, there's GT3 Cup. So yeah, yes. exactly. yeah, so, as well. Um, it's become a racing series mm. of its own. Yep. It's got derivatives. Um, it, today's GT3 um, is a 4-liter, 500-horsepower, naturally aspirated still. Mm. Bespoke engine, but not the Metzger anymore. Um, revs to 9,000 RPM. Nothing sounds um, like that. It's, and nice. it's epic. The, the latest one has got solid valve gear, yep. which is full-on racing. Um, uh, in other words, there's no adjustment in the valve Where gear. Where is it? 9,500? Um, that's still 9,000. 9,000 revs. Um, you know, it's still sort of the pinnacle of accessible, I mean, you know, compared to something like a McLaren or a Pagani or something, they, they're still relatively affordable, but the yeah. performance that they offer... It gives you it's the, the benchmark. Yeah. It really is the benchmark. The robustness, the, the reliability, and the true motorsport heritage okay. homologation, I mean, it's all there. It's a quite a special thing. And they're accessible. So you can still get a 
Mark 1 or a Mark 2 GT3 996 yeah. for a million rand. And I don't want to sound flippant around a million million rand. But it's worth. But it is, it is so much car. Yeah. Is that credible value? Yes. Isn't that nice white one still at poor center? It is. Yeah, it is. The, the 996.1. Yeah. 996.1. With the, the, with the comfort oh, seats. With the comfort seats. I love that still car. There. Yep. I love that And if car. you think about any other manufacturer, I think you'd have to spend double to match the real world performance. performance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you'll probably never match the reliability. Yep. Um, I think it's a hell of a thing. Nice and car, there's a lot right? of value. It's 300,000 Rand less than a GT4. Yep. What is that car now sitting at? Like 800 and something? 960, I think. Still. Well, a million. I'm, I'm about to go and... Uh, pick up a petrol pump. And pick up... Well, yes, I actually am. Oh. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not attached to anything, but it's going to be a, a new addition to the man cave. So, okay. Yep. Very nice. That thing's... Uh, you're accumulating stuff. Stuff like, like you'd have no idea. Any good man cave. Yeah. Okay. And a ticky Very box. Nice. And a ticky box. Very cool. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to let you go. Go and get your, uh, not antiques, but what what is it? Bric-a-brac. 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 Modern classic. Modern classic stuff. Bric-a-brac, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Guys, thanks a lot for joining. We'll see you again again next week. Yeah, we'll do it all again. Um, Until then. Take it safe on the roads. Check out our Instagram, please. Yeah. Cargumentative. We want to hear from you. We, we want, want to hear comments, it. suggestions. Yeah. Insults. Yeah. Complaints. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever. Love letters. Love letters. We, we all monitor that account, actually. Yeah. So yeah. It's real. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, cool. Tune in again next week from me, Thomas Faulkner. Cheers. Ciao. Bye.